This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, please visit LibriVox.blogsome.com. Notes from the Underground by Fyodor Dostoevsky. Part 1, Chapter 4. Ha ha ha! You will be finding enjoyment in toothache next, you cry with a laugh. Well, even in toothache, there is enjoyment, I answer. I had toothache for a whole month, and I know there is. In that case, of course, people are not spiteful in silence, but moan. But they are not candid moans, they are malignant moans, and the malignancy is the whole point. The enjoyment of the sufferer finds expression in those moans. If he did not feel enjoyment in them, he would not moan. It is a good example, gentlemen, and I will develop it. Those moans express in the first place all the aimlessness of your pain, which is so humiliating to your consciousness. The whole legal system of nature on which you spit disdainfully, of course, but from which you suffer all the same, while she does not. They express the consciousness that you have no enemy to punish, but that you have pain. The consciousness that in spite of all possible Wagenheims, you are in complete slavery to your teeth, that if someone wishes it, your teeth will leave off aching, and if he does not, they will go on aching another three months, and that finally, if you are still contumacious and still protest, all that is left you for your own gratification is to thrash yourself, or beat your wall with your fist as hard as you can, and absolutely nothing more. Well, these mortal insults, these jeers on the part of someone unknown, end at last in an enjoyment which sometimes reaches the highest degree of voluptuousness. I ask you, gentlemen, listen sometimes to the moans of an educated man of the 19th century suffering from toothache on the second or third day of the attack, when he is beginning to moan, not as he moaned on the first day, that is, not simply because he has toothache, not just as any coarse peasant, but as a man affected by progress and European civilization, a man who is divorced from the soil and the national elements, as they express it nowadays. His moans become nasty, disgustingly malignant, and go on for whole days and nights. And of course he knows himself that he is doing himself no sort of good with his moans. He knows better than anyone that he is only lacerating and harassing himself and others for nothing. He knows that even the audience before whom he is making his efforts and his whole family listen to him with loathing, do not put a hayperth of faith in him, and inwardly understand that he might moan differently, more simply, without trills and flourishes, and that he is only amusing himself like that from ill humor, from malignancy. Well, in all these recognitions and disgraces, it is that there lies a voluptuous pleasure. As though he would say, I am worrying you, I am lacerating your hearts, I am keeping everyone in the house awake. Well, stay awake then, you too feel every minute that I have toothache. I am not a hero to you now, as I tried to seem before, but simply a nasty person, an impostor. Well, so be it then. I am very glad that you see through me. It is nasty for you to hear my despicable moans. Well, let it be nasty. Here, I will let you have a nastier flourish in a minute. Do you not understand even now, gentlemen? 
No, it seems our development and our consciousness must go further to understand all the intricacies of this pleasure. You laugh? Delighted. My jests, gentlemen, are, of course, in bad taste, jerky, involved, lacking self-confidence. But, of course, that is because I do not respect myself. Can a man of perception respect himself at all? End of chapter 4